Hey, Internet. Internet, you're looking good. You're looking fine, Internet. This is Here Come the Warm Gents. Oh, hey, it, it, the titular warm gent, Mitchell. Yeah, and I'm another one, uh, Matthew. I was thrown off by you not uh, saying, hey, this is Matthew. I, I was throwing it to you. Yeah. Because I'm a good sport. Uh, today we're talking about Alias Season 2, Episode 6, Salvation, uh, directed by Perry Lang, written by Kurtzman and Orgy, our favorites. The best. Sure. I lo- and I look for shades of trutherism throughout all his works, well, at least through these episodes now. I think you should. I think, uh, well, because those are the only ones of his works that you're really paying attention to. Yeah. I think he did the, uh, we talked about him doing the mission, they did the Mission Impossible 3 movie, right? I'm not sure. I think so. And it was definitely I a, think they did. an Abrams joint. And then we watched yes. it and I was like, it's beat for beat, like an Alias episode. Yes, Which that is. you mentioned Tom Cruise saw Alias and was like, hey, this is the guy. Which, what are the circumstances where Tom Cruise is watching anything? The guy seems pretty busy. Yeah. I'm guessing that Alias is on like the TV while he's on a treadmill. Yeah, or, exactly. Or something. Perfect. So he doesn't pay... You know, were we... Finally, our big get, mm-hmm. I think, would be to have uh, Tom Cruise in the Palmet Gallery. <laughs> no microphone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he can project, unlike uh, Maybe Paul. Maybe if, if we were at a gym and like he was just on a treadmill... And I was like the soft, the sounds of the treadmill motor and like his, his, uh, rapid breath. And yeah. like every once in a while he laughs or says something. I'd enjoy that. Cause I mean, you have to make it worth his while. He doesn't want to sit here. He wants to fucking exercise. <laughs> Would we have to exercise on either side of him? I think that'd be up to us. I don't think, I don't think it's <laughs> those a, aren't, those aren't his conditions. I don't, well, uh, we don't know that guys. If you want to, <laughs> it's my Tom Cruise voice yeah. guys. If you want to, uh, you know, Hey Matt, if you, if you want to get on here with me. And do some running, that'd be great. You're looking, you're looking swell. <laughs> positive. He's such a good guy. He's fucking rays of sunshine emanating from his face. People give him a lot of shit, but you know what? His movies are always pretty entertaining. Uh, he's good to his fans. It seems like he's okay to his most recent daughter. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about the kids before that, but they seem okay. Um, no complaints that we know of. That we know of. Uh, if they have complaints, he's keeping them real quiet. If they would like to tweet their complaints uh, at the Warm Gents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's we'll make... offer one. Uh, Tom Cruise, honorary Warm Gent. Come sit in the Paul Nut Gallery yeah. or we'll go to your gym. Or if uh, if any of your, what have they got, like four kids? When he was in the Cole Kidman? Yeah. What, did he have any kids with uh, Mimi Rogers? No. Okay. Now he's got a bunch of kids with Nicole Kidman. Uh, any of you, you kids listening, you want to be uh, on an Alias podcast, yeah. let us know. Uh, I'm sure you probably spend some time in New York. Hit us up. Warmgents at gmail.com. We'll be here. Yeah. All right. So Wikipedia summary for Alias Season 2, Episode 6, Salvation. Sydney's trust in her father begins to fade. Meanwhile, Sydney and Vaughn may have been exposed to a deadly virus while in Taipei. Sloan, haunted by Emily's death, begins to unravel. Vaughn enlist Will to help research a case. And then the Hulu summary actually gives a nice, decent uh, other uh, set of whatevers. As Arena's trial nears, Sloan informs Sydney that Richter was infected by an Ebola-like virus that Sark has developed. So you're like, okay, was, uh, seems was, relatively was, minor. Where's TV Guide? Why no TV Guide? There's no TV Guide this week. I don't know what's up. I'm sorry. That's yeah, all right. It's not your fault. Yeah. Dive right in. Uh yeah, uh but is it, what happened, Marshall? They're already they skipped like the the normal nonsense, and it's like right up to a mission briefing with Marshall. It's it was too early for Marshall's shit. I was like, come on, yeah. What was he talking about? We didn't get any time in the AV closet. They threw it. We're on a roof in Los Angeles. Yeah, you know where's that AV closet? It, it, I know they go there later, but come on, they're like they're wearing like Matrix clothes, and they're on a <laughs> rooftop, and they're telling it's, jokes. Oh, is this about like the uh, Uncle Phil or what's the name of the what or what was the joke? It was a grasshopper Doug. goes yeah. into a bar. You yeah, a drink named Doug? Yeah, uh, Phil and Doug. It's two two weak white names for this grasshopper. Yeah, Mephistopheles. That's a better grasshopper name. Grasshoppers are an ancient race. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? 
uh, on the this fucking timeline of the Earth, which is like what? What are we like? Two seconds to midnight? Oh, wait, that's the doomsday clock. If like the history of the Earth is a, history of the Earth is a day, right? Human, the human race has been around since like what eleven fifty nine and like thirty seconds, some shit. And you and your uh, crickets. Your, crick, I'm saying crickets were like grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. Sorry, were at, like they were like at least like noon. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, that might be that might be a fucked up. Uh, Grasshoppers what? have been around for three billion years. I might have. Yeah, I might. No, that's not noon. Yeah, that would twelve a.m. is like the beginning of Earth's history, and not half- the universe history. And halfway through, oh, I see. So okay, so maybe like six p.m. How about that? Okay, okay. That either way, that seems uh, generous. You think but... they talk about this like in the uh, the AV cricket closet? Yeah, I would bet they talk about this, but they probably cut it out because it's. It's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sark has his own hospital. He's got a Sark hospital. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> this alias world is full of, of private... Private not, institutions? Not private insti- like private hospitals, but uh, full of like front hospitals. I wonder if how many people in these front uh, institutions, front banks, front uh, hospitals, know that they're working for a front hospital. Marcus Dixon sure hell doesn't. I'm pretty sure he still thinks he works for Credit Dolphin. <laughs> you give him so little credit. I do. And he's a, apparently a helicopter pilot, as we soon learn. Was was he flying the uh, helicopter? I think so. I heard his voice. He could have, he could have just been running the... Uh, the comms? The, yeah, from there. Is that what they call that? Or, I don't know. Comms? They have, do they have computers in there? Like, uh, I bet they got computers somewhere. Is it like the little uh, APC and aliens? That's what I assume everything is now. There's some guy like flying around looking at computers. Yeah, like drone pilots, yeah, air traffic controllers, uh, just nerds with uh, fancy robot airplanes. So Sydney and Jack have to break in the Sark's hospital to re- acquire his research on a super bug that yeah. he developed. That's basically Ebola. Right. It. Uh, what was uh, Flinkman's bullshit? Uh, it was like it multi- makes your. Uh, it makes the walls of the cells yeah. disintegrate. Well, he goes. He summar- Why does he summarize what Ebola does? Like it, it makes your white blood cell count like multiply um, like a hundred thousand times. And he's like, "Well, right. this what this does is it makes your like cell walls disintegrate." It sounds nasty, yeah. and it's gross. Why the fingertips? I don't know. That's so upsetting to me. Yeah, it's like I have a few big fear. I mean, everybody doesn't like to think about their teeth getting knocked out. Um, Some people hate their eyes being poked out. Or I don't. I don't want that either. Don't no. don't let birds near my eyes. But anything to do with fingernails, toenails, Achilles tendons, uh, you know, they're like, yeah, it's a disease that makes your Achilles tendon snap. <laughs> just like the podcast like, is over, like an e string, just like a pop, it's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just turns into soup. I'm like, oh, Ooh. oh my Ugh. god. Uh, sorry for everyone who's like me, including <laughs> me. Everyone that's been caught by an Apache. Sorry <laughs> about that. So they, uh, so Jack and Sydney have to infiltrate this hospital uh, incognito. In the, like, just stop with the fucking wigs. They like, love wigs. I feel like SD Six is a front for, uh, for <laughs> masquerading. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, wouldn't it be nice to like not only just wear a wig, but have a damn good reason to wear a wig? And it's totally unnecessary. Yeah, I think this is like this is like a front for like the Upright Citizens Brigade. Like, <laughs> and. On the flight there, they've got a big fight. Yeah, they're big talking to. It's, it seems like they're just man. They had to manufacture, like they had to put them on a mission together. Like Sydney always has to like talk to whoever she hates the most. So when she's pissed at Sloane, typical she's like, Sydney. Yeah, she's like hanging out. Like oh, Sloane's trying to hug her in his weird, creepy dad uncle way. No inappropriate touch in this episode. That's a shame. But like, and so in this episode too, we see now, of course. She knows her father mm-hmm. uh, set up her mother, and she has to talk to her. She has to talk to her dad, and it's just like, all right, of course you're going to get put on a mission with your dad. Yeah. It's, oh, when is it not Marcus? That's yeah, yeah. Uh, has she been on a mission with Marcus this season? Mm, What's Marcus the, doing? The, they went to the to the uh, Madagascar, the snow place at oh the snow place. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Antarctica? Yeah, Antarctica, Southern Pole, I don't know. Who gives a shit? Were they in Madagascar? No, that was her and Vaughn. Yeah. So, not a lot. Madag- or, uh, Madagascar. Uh, but Mantis has been sidelined. 
What's he doing? He's in Sonoma, uh, going to beds and breakfasts. <laughs> he does, you know what? He deserves it. His wife got out of the. Uh, no, he was in the SD six hospital. His wife is probably glad to get some man this time. Oh, you mean he deserves it? Like he he, he can take it easy. Yeah, he He's deserves earned a break. his rest. <laughs> yeah. No, he deserves. He doesn't deserve fingertip aids. And so, uh, you know, Jack, he's had enough of Sydney mouthing off. He's like, look, I never intended for you to be alias. Yeah. <laughs> I only wanted for you to be spy daughter. And then, but Arvin got to you first. Right. Which is... Uh, because you're a fucking uh, shitty dad. Yeah, you're a deadbeat father. It yeah. seems like you could have intercepted that. So, okay. So he got to the point of, like, training her to do, like, a 3D fucking puzzle and assemble a gun. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, you know, I'm just going to... It's, like, 2 p.m. on a work day. I'm going to go drink at a bar that's a block away from my office. Like, did he just do that for the rest of her childhood? And then Arvin, like, came in and mentored her? Like, where where was the sudden loss of interest? There's a huge, a huge empty space of uh, Sydney's adolescent and teen years that we know nothing about. Right. Like, who was she... Who was her caretaker? Did she started like would she date somebody that he didn't like and so that was like it? Like he's like Well there's the Iceman or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who I wouldn't like I I would have to take Jack's side. Yeah. Like, no. Really Peter Berg? Peter like Peter Get Berg. Get out of here with Peter Berg. Yeah, he's not even like a close like second as the best you could do. No, and in, in this of all the men who have been on alias, Peter Berg is dead last. He probably had like an IROC Z or something like that. What's wrong with an IROC Z? That's a no, cool car. No, it's a cool car. Exactly. That's why. Like, oh, I'll date that oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the only reason why. Yeah. I bet he's in... It's like uh, prototype uh, Dax Shepard. Yeah, he's probably in good shape. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I know he is. I've seen him shirtless. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> in the peanut gallery. The palnut gallery. Uh, Irena has pled guilty on all counts. Yeah, she's three days from a lethal injection, so Sydney goes home. Wait, so who was the guy at this like hearing or inqu- uh, in- inquiry? Was that that's like, a senator? So he looked like uh, I was trying to figure out who he looked like. He kind of looks like like a rip rip torn stand in. Ooh, why couldn't it be at, like actual rip torn or uh, Sam Neil's brother Dan Neil? <laughs> See, is that a guy? <laughs> I <didn't> think. <laughs> <laughs> he's like hey were you in the lord of the rings he's like no nah, that was my brother uh, i'm i'm dan he doesn't have an australian <laughs> accent he's just like hey and yeah we, we <laughs> sam neil wasn't in lord of the rings either <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was no he wasn't i'm thinking of uh the other guy uh, uh Ven- vendetta man vendetta man <laughs> yeah from the movie v is for vendetta man so she uh sydney writes this letter to devlin saying uh look my dad's a piece of shit <laughs> And you are, too, if uh, you let my mother die. So stop it, fucking ghoul. And it's a very quick scene. Like, like she's writing by a window in the rain. Right. Maybe. Am and I she's making like, that No, up? she's jogging. Like, it's like there's well, a lot of... Uh... Well, she writes the letter at home, and then she... I guess it's read to us while she's jogging. Right. In the tightest shirt that anyone's ever worn. It's workout clothing. And she hands it to the uh, the fake vet. Yeah. And he's like, it's a letter. Possible dread drop. Yeah, possible dead drop. Yeah. Um, like he, oh, she she runs past him, and there's that look of like confusion on him. Like, what's going on? Mm. I like I like that the uh, the faux vet got some uh, more screen time. I'm kind of curious what his deal is. How much money does he make? I mean, government employee. He's not rich, but is that a full time thing? <laughs> a Vietnam vet? No, I mean being the the Dropbox guy, yeah, yeah, pro- yeah, probably. I don't. What does the CIA get? I, CIA get paid? <laughs> that's a that's a vague question. Yeah, like Vaughn. Like, what do you think Vaughn gets paid? Yeah, I bet Vaughn it can't in be today's worth- dollars. Yeah, like fifty thousand dollars a year. Really? I would bet it's pretty low. But wow. Great benefits. What? How good are those fucking benefits? Um, they're like that thing where you get unlimited vacation, but that really means no vacation. Oh, yeah. that thing. Uh, it just means you work on your vacations. Right. It's like it's tantamount to saying like you can work at home. Yes. Okay. Or that you have no choice but to work at home. Nah, More accurately. Uh so we see Francie's restaurant during the day. <laughs> which I didn't I didn't realize that's what it was. It's like a restaurant during the day and a club at night. I get, I don't know if that was like a club. There was loud music 
and they make most of their money from the bar. Right. It sounds like a club. And she shit on the people in NA for not being, uh, not drinking. Charge them more for a ginger ale, motherfucker. Oh, they may ask them to order some fucking hors d'oeuvres. Have like a a, a like canapé, a, a small plate minimum if you're going to cater to the NA crowd. Don't dump on them for that. Like get, that was pretty shitty. Get some sliders. Yeah. Get some sliders. Get some. Uh, I don't know. Some French fries. It's not that hard to have like small plates. You're a it's restaurant. You're a restaurant. You're a. Oh wait, it's it's the it's part. Of, it's the time of the restaurant where we're no longer a restaurant but a bar. Sorry. This makes me so mad. Yeah. Uh, the dude in the burger suit. <laughs> like Gene from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Clifford Olin, like, son of Ken Olin and Patricia Wedig. Dr. Really? Dr. Barnes, yeah. Oh, wow. I, it's like a, like a like pop-punk kid, like pop-punk Gene. I uh, legit thought it was Mike Durnt from Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, That's a, like, is that like a Mike Durnt cameo for like a second? That probably, being, yeah, being in, in that burger suit, you'd probably get better benefits than Mike Dirt gets in uh, Green Day. That guy's getting paid more money than uh, Will. Twelve fifty, like I, like what the fuck? That's Francie? more money than I made my first job in New yeah, York. Yeah, it made more money than I made at that time in L.A. Like, go uh, fucking give that job to fucking Will. What the hell? Are you, what's wrong? I guess Will has too much dignity. It's too much dignity being a f- like fake heroin addict. Ooh. <laughs> the music in the should scene. be hanging out with the Velvet Underground. Hey, they were real heroin addicts, yeah. some of them. <laughs> some of them. <laughs> the music here originally was Oh, please. Uh, Blister in the Sun by really? the Violent Films. Yeah. Oh. Weird, right? You, I think this more than it, there's another scene where I'm like, oh, this is clearly replacement music. In this episode? Uh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Hmm. So now what happens? Well, he, he she uh Pretty much tells Will that she's not giving him a well-paying job. Yeah. She said uh, she gives Will a big plate of shit, tells him to eat it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. When you're done, there's another plate of shit for you to eat. She doesn't... uh, She does not know that uh, Will... Yeah, she has to... She's under the impression that Will really was a drug addict. That's right. I keep forgetting that. And he's kind of looking the part... Like, why does Will look so terrible in this episode? Because he has, like, that short, like, uh, druggy haircut instead of those, like, that weird, long, frosted tips gone too long haircut he used to have. Like, he has to, he goes and meets Vaughn to beg him for work, which is (laughs) humiliating. Uh, Where do they meet? They meet somewhere scenic, right? Oh, well. Do they go to a rooftop? Right. But first, uh, Vaughn brings up to the attention, like, hey, we think, he goes to the head of the CIA Devlin he goes to Devlin, who can't find a pen fast enough when sh- shit's on the line. And he says, "Oh, there might be, uh, in, well, this training uh, regiment mm-hmm. that they used was also used in IQ tests for American children. Yeah. So we think this could have been the like the Russians trying to have the influence, trying to have sleeper cells inside of America. This could be the KGB at work. Uh huh. And like." The head of the CIA is just like, oh, well, like at best, this is like, this would be good for like history, but I, I can't see spending time or money on this. So th- who would think that the American government wouldn't really give a shit about Russian influence on the American country? Ahead of their time. Ahead of their fucking time. And I, so what now, I- well, that's what he has. That's why he's meeting with. Well, that's like the pretense. Right. He's going to give. So is he holding this list the entire time that Vaughn's like begging for a job? He's like, oh, I can't give it to you because you're a convicted felon. I think so. Catch twenty two. Like he's just like he's holding it like as you and I are holding papers, talking to each other. Vaughn's like, yeah, I can't give you a job because you're a convicted felon. Catch twenty two. And he's like, but I got this list and I can pay you like for research. Like, is he paying him out of his own pocket? He said he has like a discretionary fund. Okay. And it's like he has like for you, you're doing like research or something like that. Newspaper guy that comes in handy. Yeah, and what I like about Alias is that whenever something is foreshadowed is like, maybe it'll be this, it's always that. You think so? Oh, yeah, like whenever they allude to like, well, maybe uh, Emily's not dead after all. She's definitely <laughs> not dead. Whenever whenever there's any question of like, I, maybe it could be this mystery, it's definitely that thing. It's we don't Edward know, Poole all along. Yeah, we don't know why or how. Whenever there's the 
a hint of intrigue. It's never a false. Uh, it's never a red herring. It's yeah. never a false lead. It's always yeah. It's going to be that, and we're going to spend three episodes beating you over the head with it. But yeah. then we're going to quickly move on to the next thing, which uh, is efficient. I like it. They can't waste their time like they can now. Oh, like like just having like episodes. Like yeah, it's 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 episodic television. Yeah, there's none of that. Uh, there's none of that. There's like six. Uh, episodes. Matthew Fox uh, in 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 Thailand getting a tattoo. Bullshit. Is this from? Is this a lost reference? Yeah. Ah, uh, that sounds terrible. I loved it <laughs> at the time. So Jack and Sydney, they uh, they fly to Geneva. They get in a little fight along the way uh, about Sydney being a walking representation of Jack's biggest mistake. Yeah. Because she symbolizes his gullibility. That's every child to their parent. Absolutely. Yeah. Welcome to the club, Sydney. Yeah, you're not special, Sydney. You're just a person with a parent. Yeah. Even if you have two. You could could just assemble a gun blindfolded. Forrest Gump could do that. You're better off than most of us. Yeah. I guess most Marines can probably assemble a gun blindfolded. Is that specific to... uh... Forrest Gump and Gomer Pyle? Yes. (laughs) Is that it? Uh, Rob Riggle? Okay. Are, uh, are we just naming Marines? Yeah. So IMDb says this hospital in Geneva is the Grey's Anatomy Hospital. Have you ever seen a second of Grey's Anatomy? Yes. Uh, does this look like the Grey's are you Anatomy being hospital? sarcastic? Because I definitely have seen like, I've seen like a good three minutes of it. If we're... 180 if we're, seconds for if, people if if keeping track at home. Oh, damn. That was fast. Yeah. Like, you're like Rainman, also a Marine. <laughs> is that true? No. <laughs> Uh, this is the uh, VA hospital in North Hills, uh, California. Yeah, you 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 pitched your your, your for your hand. FYI. Yes, yeah. it's, it's the uh, the VA hospital in North Hills by uh, yeah, in Los Angeles. Okay, so um, North Hills. Not not familiar with it. Can we just? We're wasting time. Not talking You're about. So frustrated. What's wrong? Spy Dad and Sydney are doing a Foghorn Leghorn voice. Oh, yeah. And all I was thinking is that it's fucking on. I'm so happy because that <laughs> means that we we get to do our, our blustery, inherent the wind uh, kind of, you know, white coat, mint julep, you know, by the sweet southern breeze that, <laughs> that caresses my sweating brow. I must say this is a... The finest evening I have had in <laughs> low these many years. Why, this wooden briefcase? It is uh, financial information from which I could not be separated. Well, you will yeah. ensure that this is affixed to my person at all times, henceforth into my medical endeavor. What was... Why? Why did he have that weird briefcase? I mean, I know <sighs> why he had it from the SD6 perspective. I don't but fucking know. It was something like... Should this briefcase ever pop my wrist, my financial world will be rent asunder. <laughs> so if you don't mind, sir. Not since Tecumseh went through Georgia would there be such a reckoning on a poor southern man's soul as if this briefcase were to be out of my company. Doesn't it seem like they should at least, like, wrap it up? They'd be like, all right, well, it's a sterile environment, <laughs> so we're going to have to put a cover on it. I think we've talked about the fact that the people in uh, was this uh, Taiwan, Indonesia? yes, Taiwan, Taipei, Taipei people in Hungary, people around the world are just looking at these people like these people are fucking weird. <laughs> like they're not at all. They're like something's off about them. And then when they wake up from being like hit to the back of the neck or being like <laughs> sprayed with knockout gas, they're like, oh, that's why they're <laughs> such fucking weirdos. They're spies. It's got me on high alert for anybody like in a wig. Yeah. Or like just wearing clothes that don't fit that well. Anything that's like obviously new. Yeah. Yeah. Like that one guy, we were, we were walking down the street and he, this, uh, we saw some, you pointed out some guy who had like this like, curly lion's mane of a head like oh yeah this like shitty like old man robert plant (laughs) just an obvious i don't know if if i want to say it's an obvious wig though i'm not sure if uh i don't know if present day robert plant doesn't wear a wig i don't know uh you know like there's no way mick jagger isn't wearing a wig you don't think so you don't think he has his own hair just died it seems awful thick to me he's like a uh i don't know like a, a fop from the 
the 1800s? So, uh, Mark, actually, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Uh, so Marshall Flankman has a tank of halothane hidden in the briefcase, which is going to disperse in the room while, they, while Jack and Sidney are getting gassed on an operating table. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry about it, because you're going to be high as a kite on this uh, stimulant. And already, like, it's assuming that nobody who's watched this knows anything about anesthesiology or has even entered surgery. Right. Like the fact that the precision dosages of uh, of any sort of anesthetic or anything, it's like it, it's so precise because if it's not, you die. Yeah. Or you wake up during surgery. Oh, God. I, that's a kind of a fear of mine. That used to happen all the time. Used to? Yeah. I mean, maybe it still does. I think it still does. I think it can. I think there's some people that have like a high tolerance for it that don't know. Mm. I've heard from friends of ours who, sure. da- who dabble, a lot of dabble. They're licensed medical people. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you meant in like uh, <laughs> anesthetics. Yeah. Well, they yeah, they put people under anesthetics and they do medical procedures and the people are like kind of screaming mm-hmm. and like in pain, but they don't remember so they wake up. So the entire time this person is operating on like someone who's like in miserable pain. Right. And then they wake up and the per- the person's like, oh, that was easy. That was great. Mm. But I've actually been not under anesthetic for a colonoscopy and, it, and an endoscopy. And it was the goddamn most like painful experience of my life. Yeah. It's like a shit going into your body. It's, it's like a, it felt like a knife like simultaneously stabbing into my stomach and stabbing out of it, if that makes sense. Like during the end, during the uh, colonoscopy, it's very unpleasant. Yeah, Jack in the surgeon's mask is, uh, you know, he, we're, we've been talking about RoboCop a lot lately. <laughs> Have we? He has like a waxy off, off pumpkin mic. kind of, like the top half of Jack's face in a surgeon's it's mask. It's the cheekbones. It's horrifying. Horrifying. I was found it very upsetting. It looked like a much bigger head wearing a Victor Garber mask, <laughs> and. Gratefully, it ends because uh, there's a, a gunfight that starts more or less immediately. Uh, oh, wait. We don't want to talk about how... Uh, so, I think... No, to your point about the anesthetic, like Flinkman just says, like, oh, it's it's an antidote to that particular type of anesthetic as well as a stimulant. Which is, we now know where uh, Jack gets his he meth that he... <laughs> loves giving people morphine. Who does? Jack. Oh, yeah. He loves giving people... He, Jack is... What would you call him? Like he's a, uh, he's not a doctor feel good. It's not like he writes the prescriptions, but he's. Uh, I guess he's like a, a pharmacist feel good. Like he distributes the medicine. Like he he, he got all he got young Will Tippin all jacked up. Like, ruined hey, his life. Hey, just uh, just take some of this amphetamine. You're gonna feel great, and I'm gonna give you some heroin to come down. And he's never seen him since. <laughs> yeah, he's like promise uh, is broken. Careers. Uh, rendered asunder he's like you know that that mythical drug dealer where the first taste is free yeah. <laughs> who i've never encountered uh <laughs> yeah and then uh but then he doesn't follow up later to sell you drugs he just disappears he's like a good samaritan of uh opiates yeah, no he's more like the uh like i don't know kind of like the devil of, of drug dealers because he just like hey he gives you a free taste but then like you lose your job yeah, and and you never see him again. Exactly. I guess because he knows you're unemployed. Why is yeah. he going to waste his time with you? I'm not going to give you free heroin when you can't pay for it. This guy with the Sark AIDS, he ca- he calls Sydney Arena, Arena. Yeah. Even though she doesn't really look like her mother that she much. Doesn't. I think they're pretty women with dark hair. I think there was a scene where I thought uh, she kind of looked like Melania Trump. Melania. Melania. I don't think so. A little bit. I think it was jumping ahead to when she uh, kidnaps the senator. I have, for the listeners at home, I'm pointing to my notes, which were... uh, Illustrated. Illustrated by my... Curated by my girlfriend uh, to include a photo of Jennifer Gardner. Gardner. And uh, Melania Trump. uh, So I can make my case to my fellow podcaster. Well... You, uh, the dogs that are left alone in the apartment during the day, uh, can chew on a bone. Yeah, uh, dogs, if uh, if a laptop has been left open, um, just type in Jennifer Garner <laughs> in Google image search, then type in Melania Trump 
or uh, Melania Naus, whatever her maiden name is. And or nay, yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're just um, two pretty white women, probably roughly the same age, which is odd to think about. Cheekbones, yeah, they're cheekbony. Yeah, they're, they're that's, a, that's a running theme. Yeah, they're just um, yeah, pretty women, uh, with with dark hair, I guess. Uh, though uh, Sydney is uh, half Russian and. Yeah, uh, Melania Trump is whatever Slovenian, the fuck she I is. Yeah, which what Slovenian? That's just like weak Russian. It's not. We- it's like when it's like those little. Is it double Russian? Du- yes, it's extra Russian. Yeah, that's the the Cyrillic Russian with a capital R. Yeah, the capital L, little O. It's like uh, the Irish have that the apostrophe, so it's like capital S, little L, capital O. Um. Yeah, Spydad loves giving out morphine. Sydney is terrible at drawing blood. Oh, so this... Uh, Took her a while, right? Well, it's just, it's sloppy. She's getting blood all over the place. The guy, the uh, the Sarkades guy, played by John Koyama, who played Jesse's partner in the first episode of Breaking Bad. Really? Yeah. Uh, Jesse had a partner? Yeah, like when he's uh, cooking meth and uh, when he gets arrested. Hmm. And otherwise, uh, he's mostly a stuntman. He shows up in things now and then. But I was like, oh, all right. So that, like, that's his other thing that he did, is he dies of uh, a disgusting disease in this. Right. Oh, we didn't talk about how uh, they just showed up. Well, they, what did they... Okay, so they broke out with their magic and like an anesthesia trick from an episode of like the 1960s Batman. <laughs> like a gas just pours out from the bottom <laughs> of the screen and everyone yeah. just like, oh, like comfortably fall, falls over mm-hmm. without uh, hurting themselves. In a room uh, full of knives, I'm yeah. assuming, in a, in a <laughs> yeah. surgery room, an OR, a yeah. surgery room. <laughs> One of them there, oh, you you Yankees in your surgery <laughs> rooms, we just go out to the boudoir. No, uh, so they go and they run bef- right boudoir. to the room where the uh, where uh, Sarkade's man is being kept. And like they shoot those doctors point blank with some type of yeah. He's like they'll be asleep for twelve hours like, or whatever. No, it's like fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, okay. but it's like a, it looks like a, like a Nerf gun they painted black. Probably it's like was. a weird like like fake gun. Uh, yeah, it's like this guy's gonna wake up with like these horrible memories of having the gun shoved in his face and then going immediately unconscious. Uh, PTSD is a kind of a recurring. It's never discussed right but i feel like that's just a risk of being a character in a tv show <laughs> like you're gonna have nightmares both regular and waking all the time yeah well i guess we have more to talk about that when it comes to uh to old uh, sloan and how john woo is this is this shoot out this double this that double it's gun even in out? a hospital like yeah. hard-boiled and what do they do? They mix ammonia and uh, iodine in a centrifuge, which was looked up for me. Yeah. And uh, it, that will happen. Well, not the centrifuge part, which I didn't understand because centrifuges separate, separate right. right? So maybe that delayed the uh, the uh, reaction from being immediate. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It would be curious if they did that much, or if they thought that much about it. <laughs> which. Uh, all evidence from watching this show for one season and uh, uh, six plus episodes would say no. Yeah. And back in LA, so they get they they take a they fly out of this hospital. They fly out. They they get choppered they get out. Yeah, choppered out. Very maybe, impressive. Maybe if it, if it, if it that could be Mantis. It could be Mantis. He could be in the co-pilot seat. Yeah. Um. So Jack's back in LA. He and Arvin are talking about Emily. And, uh, you know, Arvin just spills his goddamn guts about everything that's going on. <laughs> He's a mess. Mm-hmm. He's not drinking. Is he? Arvin? Yeah. At the moment? No. In the episode. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, so then, I don't know, is it the next day... They go to a, a, <laughs> so a they go to a commerce bureau luncheon. <laughs> the like, what can it? What is that called? That dialogue that's just kind of like chuffa, tag, chuffa. Yeah, what is that? Where it's just like, like, why are they in this place? You just yeah. need to, you know, okay, like, like, just two people don't just walk around silently. So you need like nothing dialogue, and it's like, oh, that that commerce bureau luncheon, oi. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, so we're on the street. We're leaving the commerce bureau. Isn't it weird seeing Arvin in natural light? I yeah. think this is the first time we've seen him in 
natural. Uh, no, I guess with Emily maybe on the beach or something. He still looks kind of uh, pale and clammy. Oh, I, I I don't think he looks pale and clammy. And I'm like, certain he's pale and clammy. He still has not shaved. And he, he sees Emily, his wife that he killed. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's a hallucination? No, oh, of no. course not. He's going nuts. Uh, of course not. And he, they do that thing that I love uh, that happens in movies where you know they run into a piece chasing after and they run into a church yeah and you know the uh priest says, is everything okay and then jack comes in he's like if you can uh, give us a moment father yeah. and then the priest just walks away he's like all right whereas every time i've ever been in a church mm-hmm. i've been regarded as a nuisance at best <laughs> wait so Every time a nuisance at best. So yeah. what does that mean? Is like well, would the priest be like, No, you can't have a minute, get the fuck out. Yeah. It's like can I help you? Yeah. And then I guess Jack suggests that he that he goes to confession. No, he's saying that like think about it. Is it is it just a psychological manifestation of your guilt? You you ran into a church because you want to confess your sins. Mm. Jack's getting all uh city slickers wife. Uh, Patricia, Patricia yeah. Wedig, Patricia Wedig yeah. on him. Yeah. Oh wait, that's not like Patricia Wedig and City Slickers no. saying like maybe you should go on. Maybe this you cattle should ride. go on a cattle ride um, and confess <laughs> your love for Daniel Stern. And um, <laughs> and then he's like, well, why don't you dig up her grave? Like it's, 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 <laughs> well, he doesn't say it like, yeah. hey, stupid. Yeah. So here's a, a shovel. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's basically get the SD six backhoe. The guy that, in the elevator with the gun knows uh, Tony at the shop. Give you the keys. Yeah, he can disinter a body like it's nothing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Well, what, I think so. I think this is when we finally get the uh, like the Rambaldi AIDS monkey notification. Yeah. Like, hey, how long were you exposed? You and Ron exposed to that Rambaldi artifact? Well, they there's a scene in the AV closet where that cricket is God louder in the mix than it. ever. It's like they're fucking with us. Yeah. If there's ever been proof of time travel, and if anything, <laughs> there's proof that there's no time travel. So this this is just the proof of a Mandela effect, because proof of time travel does not necessarily exclude the proof of the multi-universe, correct? No, but I feel like proof of time travel would be uh, somebody listening to this podcast now, then going back in time, uh, being in charge of mixing the sound on Alias, and being, I'm, I'm going to make these crickets a little bit louder, a little bit louder. A little bit louder. <laughs> I'm going to drive these guys nuts. It's fucking Tarantino. Though, would that work? I don't know. Are we gaslighted by crickets in the AV closet? Well, the just the, the temporal loop uh, that would cause. It's more like they were listening to the podcast. And they're like, these guys aren't mentioning that cricket hitting louder. <laughs> this is terrible. This is a terrible podcast. <laughs> what could I do other than anything else? And what other content? Yeah. No, nah, another content sucks. I don't want to go look for a new show or a new thing or a book. I'm going to use my time machine. <laughs> Maybe it was Zuckerberg. And that's why he's rich now. Oh. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm going to go invent Facebook. Mm. How about that? Uh, which maybe he did or did not. I don't, I don't know. Not for this podcast to determine. What if the person who invented the time machine was Donald Trump? Um, I think we're certainly uh, some events would prove it would prove that rather than. I think it more proves that he destroyed a time machine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Vaughn and Sydney they learn that they get the Sarcades from the the giant cat toy in in Taipei. And, oh, that's uh, what that was. I was trying to figure out what Rambolt. Because there's been so many of stupid Rambaldi bullshit things that they've been around. It was the yeah. Well, she mentions that like that Vaughn was submerged. Oh and, right. Yeah, and uh, so now they get to hang out together and snuggle or whatever. And apparently, Sydney talks in her sleep. Does she? That's a sh- god. She is such a shitty spy. Well, here's what she says. Uh, according to Vaughn, she says. Don't frost the pie, <laughs> which doesn't make sense because you don't frost a pie. A you sex. frost a cake. Yeah. Pies are, to my knowledge, are never frosted. Hostess mm. pies that are like ready-made like in the store. Pie. Like a banana cream pie. Isn't the cream pie kind of like a frosting? No, that's whipped cream. Okay. Is, uh, it whipped cre- is not but whipped cream a frosting for a pie? No, not even close. I think so. No, whipped cream is dairy-based. Uh, frosting is sugar and something else. You don't. You tell me there's no dairy in frosting. Maybe butter. 
Uh, but that's dairy. Yeah, but is it even uh, typically butter? I don't know. What about fondant? I I know what it is, but I don't know what it's composed of. Okay. Um, I, but it's definitely not frosting, and it's definitely not something you put on a pie. Fondant goes on a cake, not on a pie. Pies have crust, and uh, usually on both the top and the bottom. Even like something that could... Wait, wait. Pies have crust on top and the bottom? It's mean? certainly on the bottom. Yeah. Are you I just think... saying there's like... It's the, the, the encasing of the pie. Right. Yeah. But that's never frosted. The bottom? No. I'm using frosting interchangeably with icing. Okay. Uh, like I say, if you get a hostess pie, like a fruit pie... Yeah. That has the sort of the frosty exterior crackly shell to it. But yeah. even then, would you say that that's frosted? This could get really deep because then we get into the whole like uh, UK thing of like meat pies, right? Oh, boy. well, I mean that's a subset of of pies. It's kind of just like like a uh, hot pocket, like the original hot pockets. That's what they really are. If you've what? ever had like a, there are so many questions to ask. You know, is is cereal a soup? No. Is a, is a hot dog a sandwich? Cereal is not breakfast soup. Is a, is a hot dog a sandwich? Hot dog is an encasement of. Uh, bread and meat look you're not going to get to the bottom of these questions in a 40 minute or whatever this is going to be podcast yeah i mean but it's good sometimes you gotta like just like put a stick in the pond and watch the ripples just to know that it's there you know what i mean sydney (laughs) uh sydney has a a rendezvous with vaughn and what like a rendezvous rendezvous awesome in a tacky chinese restaurant isn't it or is it is it the Chinese restaurant they always go to with uh, James Hong? Yeah, is it? <laughs> it's at night instead of the day, right? <laughs> is this a CIA Chinese restaurant or SD six Chinese <laughs> restaurant? Uh, and they they finds out they're going to send Jack to prison anyway. Yeah, and uh, no, and they're going to send Irina to prison. No, they're going to kill her. Oh, they're going to kill Irina. And oh, is this after the? So this because is <laughs> she sends the letter, Devlin. Does whatever to Jack. Jack confesses his misdeeds. He confesses, and sh- uh, let's not forget that she's watching. The Sydney's watching this live in SD six. Yes, like just full monitor open, just like watching this shit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm watching uh, another SD six agent talking to the CIA in this open goddamn office. What the fuck? Oh, that wasn't in the CIA. No, I'm, oh. I swear, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it looked like they were in SD6. Like when J- earlier in this episode, Jack whipped out his uh, scramble pen so they could talk privately. Well, is Jack... I can't believe I don't know this offhand. Jack being in the CIA, is that something that SD6 knows about? No. No. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, I think Arvin recruited him from the CIA... Well, to, they were there together. They were there, they were there together. Yeah. Arvin just assumes that he left the CIA as well. Like they're not he's not a double agent. He's not okay. known to be a double agent. And Sydney for once in her life decides to take action. Yeah. So she uh kidnaps the, Oh, oh, is this the guy the guy the senator mm-hmm. uh Sam Neil. Yeah. <laughs> or Dan Neil. Is he the guy who played, like, the Nixon-esque president in 24? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do know. Uh, it wasn't. I Was looked it? up the senator, and he's... Uh, just some schmuck? Yeah, just some piece of shit. <laughs> um, Fuck him. Yeah, like, it, if if he had any credits of note, and I would have jumped all over that one. Children, uh, if they, if any, from, from such a, a, a weak-willed man are shamed. And, uh, and likely the only uh, listeners to this podcast, <laughs> Sydney. Uh, so what does she do? She she dresses up like a chauffeur. Yeah, like she looks like she Lex dresses, Luthor's assistant. She looks like uh, Janet Jackson in the Rhythm Nation video, <laughs> and uh, uh, drives him home. And then she says, uh, "Misses the exit." It's a, it's a little uh, eraser esque. That's how James Caan got it in Eraser. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um. And she lies about a senator possibly working for the Alliance. Yeah. And that Spy Mom and Spy Dad are figuring it out. So was an ace from out of her sleeve. And uh, she bluffs. Senator doesn't call her bluff. Senator's like, all right, I'll go along with it. Yeah, he's like, why not? 
Does that, does a senator have that problem, or <laughs> does a senator have that power where they can uh, be like, well, you know, we did already sentence them, but I mean, we can roll it back, I guess. You can mm. stay in a, a stay of execution. Can a senator a do pardon? that? I'm probably a governor can do it. A senator is more than a governor, right? I don't know. Mm. Like, why would why would a senator have this much power over a governor of the like the well, governor? Of well, just California? like just like over like senators. Don't because uh, because senators can pa- well like can move along federal laws at the federal level federal level the federal level a governor would just be like in charge of the the state law but they don't attend trials and things like that no do they I but mean, I think you can appeal like you can appeal to the governor or a senator uh-huh. and they can like obviously they know people so sure. they can lean or influence whoever does make that decision but it seems like. But like, wasn't Jack gave his testimony to this senator? Yes. Like, why? Because it was like he was like a member of the inquiry, or whatever. Okay. Maybe there was like so. It's probably like a commit, like a commission uh, of oversight of the CIA, mm-hmm. and he's like the senator in charge of that shit. It seems like the best you would get is well, I'll have to make a few phone calls. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, that's 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 real life. Yeah, and as it turns out, like. You can't do anything. Yeah, it's, it's uh, fucked up. Yeah. If, you, if you're out there, inventor of the time machine, help us. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, and then Vana, he's got bloody fingertips. So. Blonde's got them bloody tips. All right, do you have Is any it? anything else in your notes? Your notes are, oh. are so illustrated. They're yeah. I think you're distracted. You're just. I don't think you're looking at your notes because you're so distracted. Now I've looked at all my notes. So, oh my gosh, how how could we forget? <laughs> exactly. Go on. We called up uh, Sancho, who works at the uh, SD6. Not uh, racist if you say it. it it's not, because I know plenty of Sanchos that work at uh, construction sites. Yeah. They call him up. The Sagitation Department? At, at, the, uh, SD6, at the SD6 construction site. Yeah. And they, uh, they got referred to the SD6 Equipment Management Bureau. Where they rented that backhoe I was talking about, mm-hmm. and they dug up um, those ratty bones of uh, Emily Sloan, or what should yeah, have yeah. been the ratty bones, but boom, empty coffin. Should she be bones already, or probably would she not. just be a really upsetting uh, body? She'd probably be like a Martin Luther King or Mother Teresa, and there'd just be miraculously no, uh, what do you call that, degradation of the corpse. Oh. Yeah, that's 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 what you think, huh? Oh, I mean, like what, like how many months? I think it's. I think you don't really start. Like how long? How long do the uh, delaying properties of the formaldehyde last? I have no idea. Yeah, I think you're good for at least six months to a year. Really? I think by ten years you're just like like you're like a little like you're like a a a, a Halloween pumpkin and. January. See, I figured that, like being uh, the embalming process, was really just to keep you not mistaken. Smell- yeah, yeah, like during the funeral. Okay, but it does seem very thorough. And then I'm assuming like that. Look at those. Look at like a, a casket. I don't think there's going to be. They're they're sealed. Yeah, they're sealed, and they're substantial wood. It's going to take some time for critters to get in there, and then get like expose the body to oxygen, and then all sorts of stuff. Hmm. starts to happen well i guess you're right i mean i don't think i'm right i just think it's food for thought i think you think you're right and i think you're right as well so i pride myself on that it's a consensus okay i guess we'll find out i don't know next week find, yeah i don't i want to get I, I, this is this is fun this like spooky little uh tall tale heart mystery with uh arvin sloan it's probably what i like most about I Elias wish right now. I wish more of the show was uh, was this. I wish more of the show was just Arvin drinking alone, and then there's like a, a clap of thunder and a, a shriek of lightning, and then there's just like a window open, and the drapes are blowing in the wind, and he goes to close it, and then there's like a, a wine glass behind him. I would watch a supercut of any of the B plots, <laughs> uh, you know, whether it's just Francie in a <laughs> restaurant, restaurant or or Arvin dealing with his. <clears throat> Arvin dealing with his grief slash uh, haunting. The um, only women being interested in Will uh, are 
hot interns or people that want to uh, expose them to ST6 and have them murdered. Yeah, well, at least that when I can relate rains, to. When it rains, it pours, right? Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't have, uh, I don't have any ghosts in my life yet. Um, I can't afford to open a restaurant. I can barely afford to eat in a restaurant. <laughs> but uh, women just sort of passing in and out of my life, uh, while I either make no notice or they make no notice notice of me. That's you know. Look at you! You're a, a regular goddamn deacon blue. Yeah, I am. Uh, so if uh, <laughs> said that's so proud, like the 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 realization dawned over you, and it's like I have become what I set out to be in life. Oh, good, and at a young age too. Yeah, um, perfect. Uh, so if you have any thoughts, even a tiny thought, it could be related to anything outside anything of the in your sphere of alias stupid or head yeah. warm gents. Uh, if it's at, Victor Garber related, we'd appreciate it. We would love it, and copy him as well because he <laughs> loves social media. Uh, him and his and his hunky husband. Um, Is his husband anyone of note? Or he's a very successful artist. Citizen? Uh, I would say check out Victor Garber's husband's Instagram page if you want to see a lot of weird paintings of Victor Garber. <laughs> Did he do his website with the the, the Fibonacci Garber sequence? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Um, I kind of love that. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we are at Warm Gents on Twitter. Here come the Warm Gents on Facebook. WarmGentsGmail.com. And uh, I guess until next week, is that it? That's it. And also, uh, if you're listening, Brian Eno, uh, please don't sue us or send us uh, cease and desist letters. We've had enough of those lately. You will be an honorary Warm Gent, <laughs> as I think you probably were already. Yeah. Um. Well, if we make him a warm jet, then fucking Fripp is gonna want to. That's 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 okay. That's fair. We will take a we'll take Fripp if it comes with Eno. Yeah, we'll take Eno. We'll take Fripp. We'll take uh, Peter uh, Gabriel, Phil Manzanera. Uh, Anyone at the Berlin Berlin sessions? Yeah, uh, Tony Visconti. Uh, you know the late great David Bowie. You know a posthumous warm jet. Oh, could he be? God damn! We have a Paul Nut Gallery. We have posture posthumous warm gents things are happening at last yeah uh it, you could come along with us you come along with us you're all this are you ready everybody yeah are you ready are you ready for some good old-fashioned escapism because i think you need it now uh so let's have the honorary warm gents of tear garden to play us out all right until next week this is mitchell this uh, is matthew all right I did, I did what you did to me how's it feel it's it's it stings a little bit. All right. Good night, Internet. Good night.